0: John, so the craziest thing's happening, I'm in the car and I'm listening to the radio and like on the eighties at eight or whatever it was, on mm-hmm. comes um the song. And it's like basically it was like a parallel universe of listening to this song.
1: What what which what song is oh, that? it? Oh, it was
0: parents just don't understand. So, oh by DJ
1: Jazzy Jeff and The Fresh Prince. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, I Yeah, sorry.
0: And um so I'm listening to the song and it was like I'm listening to it, I'm like it's a parallel to this movie. It's like you know he pulls over in a car mm-hmm. and it's you know sees a woman and they get in the car and then she's like oh going fast turns me on and oh yeah and he,
1: yeah yeah like like in the movie okay yeah
0: yeah yeah. exactly so you know and then uh, I mean in this one they get pulled over I mean in this and and in the movie of course they're already you know not allowed to drive and all that kind of stuff but right. it's just so interesting like basically watching our what we were going to talk about in the podcast It was hilarious
1: yeah there are yeah, yeah there are a lot of parallels yeah, I would yeah, think yeah. like. This movie is like asking for Adidas and being given zips.
0: Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman.
1: And I'm John Walter.
0: And we are a married couple showing each other's...
1: Showing each other's... This is a good showing beginning. Each showing, other. each showing each other's... Showing
0: each other's... Showing each Showing each other the 80s movies <laughs> of our childhood.
1: And yes. this week, we... It, this week? <laughs> this <laughs> once every seven months uh, is, you know, this is a, a multiple of five episode. Right. Uh, episode number 30, I believe, which means we now are doing a movie we have both seen already, so we're showing each other... A little slice of our past with 1985's *Moving Violations*, Woo-hoo! directed by Neil Israel and written by Neil Israel and his longtime writing partner Pat Proft. And Israel and Proft are responsible for so much of uh, 80s comedy that isn't Zucker and Abrams style 80s oh. comedy. Uh, they are. You may not be you surprised. Mean good, good. No. good. funny comedy. No, not necessarily. Oh, oh, you mean the Zucker and Abrams is the good? Yeah, movie. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, because I this is. They are... You may have noticed this movie felt kind of like a weird photocopy of the Police Academy movies. Yes. Uh, Israel and Prof wrote the Police Academy movies. I think he wrote like the first six, if I'm not mistaken. They also wrote... Bachelor party ah. and real genius.
0: That's so funny because bachelor party is on. Yeah, bachelor party on. On was on my list. Actually. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. No.
1: we we only did didn't do it because Revenge of the Nerds was right there. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we we're so one. we're yeah we're moving into the shitty boob comedy. Although this is not really a boob comedy. No. you think it's gonna be a boob there comedy? There's no boob. How do you have Jennifer Tilly in an '80s movie and not make there it a boob is, comedy? No, no, Meg Tilly. Ma- no, this is Jennifer. I Tilly. mean Jennifer Tilly. You're no, right. Meg right. Tilly was doing Agnes of God at the time. Jennifer Tilly was doing this. Just just think about that for minute. Right. 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 So Meg Tilly and, was also and, in the big speaking, chill, of, I think. speaking of uh right? like yeah, yeah, I think Meg maybe Tilly, Meg Tilly was the speaking, of, in the big speaking of the lesser siblings of uh, more yeah. well regarded actors. Uh this movie is like again, it's not just a pale copy of the police academy movies, yes. although I actually like this better than the police academy movies, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, this movie also uh has like it's it's like the siblings of everyone so in this true. movie. So true, so weird. Like the, this movie could not have come close to affording Bill Murray, so they got his brother, you know, Brian Do- No, not Brian no, Doyle no. Murray. Joel, Joel Murray. Murray. No, 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 we got to go down a little further. Keep going. John Murray. John Murray. Uh, you know, who's... You
0: can so see that they are family. Oh, yeah, they're
1: definitely You know, there's like eight Murray brothers. Yeah. In, and John Murray is like, I guess, the Zeppo
0: of them. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, yes. uh, if Zeppo's major claim to fame in the last 30 years is apparently a DUI. Mm. Um, I I learned that uh, the irony uh, you know I I learned that when I was looking to see how he looked now in the first picture like if you if you google John Murray actor one of your first pictures is a sad mugshot that looks like a kind of like Bill Murray if he was like unemployed like if
0: Bill Murray (laughs) like if if
1: Bill Murray was a deadbeat dad like in Fargo
0: if Bill Murray decided to paint his face with skim milk
1: yeah kind of yeah. yeah he looks real pale and well he's drunk Obviously, you know Whoa. you're always drunk when you're taking a really DUI shots You're always I, drunk because you've been arrested and for mean, a DUI. I mean, we're not going to really go.
0: I'm not going to no, know. I'm not going
1: to go there. We're it's just it's just weird that it, the, the, the I know him for two things, <laughs> and both involve losing a license. Yeah. <laughs> The other, the other, uh, you know, other than Jennifer Tilly and John Murray, the other and Jennifer Tilly at least is moderately successful. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. The other is uh, actually, and I'm not going to make fun of this guy for being in this movie because he's got a long-standing career better than I do. I'll tell you that much. Uh, is James Keach, which is uh, Stacy Keach's younger brother. Um, he also uh, he, he uh, you know he's done some stuffing around. He's not like he's he's more of a that guy than Stacy Keach, who's a little more noticeable. But he's also um, I guess his main claim to fame, otherwise other than that, I guess, is he's formerly Mrs. J- Mr. Jane Seymour. Uh but yeah, he uh he plays the villainous cop in this, and he looks so much like a carbon copy of Stacy Keach that before I even knew he was Stacy Keach's brother, I assumed
0: yeah. he was. You almost uh, couldn't find it right away, right? Didn't you look it up at well, first? Well, I looked I,
1: it, on IMDb it didn't it mention it. Say it. So yeah. I was like, Oh, I guess they're not brothers. And then like just before the show, I went on Wikipedia to double check and I was like, Oh no, oh, no, yeah. they're hella brothers. Um sure. uh, their their father is of course Stacey Keach Sr. Who is a big time actor, like for like the during the 20, like middle twentieth century, uh, so that's that's all my dumb trivia about this movie. I got well, I mean, other than you know, like you get guy you know, like uh, you've got uh Wendy Jo Sperber, you know, the sister from uh, from Back, Back to, to the, the Future. is her main role. I also know her as this nebbishy assistant on an episode of uh, Designing Women, who later, you know, regains her her groove, I guess, and, and tells off her boss. For some reason, I remember that episode really clearly. Um, and then uh, Bob Eisenberg, not Bob Eisenberg, Ned, Ned Eisenberg. Ned Eisenberg, I think, is his name. And he's he's uh he plays a uh, Wink, the 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 horror movie buff uh, guy. I know we're all right. And he was you know him from the Finelli Boys with no, Christopher Maloney n- and Joey Pants, right? No, no. <laughs> Nobody just, knows the finelli boys. No, but I'm boys. gonna get back to that.
0: No, he's also in another movie that I bet they wrote. I guarantee you I'd be really surprised if they didn't. Um Let's uh, find out. S- Summer School.
1: Summer School. That sounds like a that sounds like
0: a uh, uh it's with a um kind oh uh, what joint. the heck's his name. Um Oh, you're... Uh, he was, he was, Um. he was... No,
1: uh, Summer School is not, uh, is not a Neil uh, Israel joint. Oh,
0: they're not, I'm surprised.
1: No, but Look Who's Talking too. Also, also a Neil Israel wow, joint. Wow, okay. And Police Academy, the series.
0: But cl- if you click on Summer School, I bet he's in it, Ned Eisenberg. Oh, yeah,
1: he also played Mr. Ross in both the Look Who's Talking movies. Oh.
0: Did he also? Okay. Wait, I, I just
1: saw Look Who's Talking 2 as his writing thing. Did he also, uh, no, apparently. Oh, he wrote that with Amy Heckerling, not with Pat Proft. Uh, uh, yeah. Here, the, today on Wikipedia, the podcast, right, we just exactly. decided to just stop like everything and everything. check. It. Okay, so. Uh, so um, anyway, this movie, this, you know what? We can take our time with this because yeah, this movie, yeah. it, it's not as plotless as like a Zucker and Abrams, like, gag movie.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's also not I mean, really the, a plot Okay, well, let's movie. do this. Oh, and Fred Willard is in this movie. Wait, 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 hold How on. How did I forget? Fred Willard, we the man, to, the we plan, the canal, Fred Bef- Willard.
0: Before we go there, do me do me a solid. Do me a, uh, a a pitch for this movie. Oh, oh, elevator pitch. Yeah, do me an elevator pitch.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know, come on, I know. It's, it's really hard to pitch, pitch this one. I know, I put you on the Because I would say no <laughs> if I were to pitch this movie. <laughs> you, know how, you know how movies about places where people are trained to do things are really big? Like Hamburger the Movie... I don't know. Hamburger the motion picture and uh, at Police Academy, which may or may not have been out by this point. Right. I don't know. Right. What if we got a bunch of really great, funny SNL people together, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, did a movie where they've all lost their driver's licenses and they have to get them back, and there's lots of really great gags with these great SNL people. Would that sound like a good idea? No. Okay. I got to bet. I'll one up it then. What say we can't get any SNL (laughs) people? What if if we get the fourth most talented Murray brother? (laughs) And someone who was really funny uh, on Fernwood tonight. And, uh, oh, let's get the Where's the Beef Lady. And it's 1985. What do we say? I'm totally in. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, oh wait, no. I want to. I, 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 I'll sign on the dotted line. But we need one more thing. This is a joint pitch. We're doing okay. Right oh, I see. So the executive is coming executive to the other th- side th- of the table. We're going to get to we're gonna yes get here. together. We're, we're gonna on the same, same side, side of the table. D- yeah. We're going to negotiate yeah, we got a little this out. negotiation. Right. Okay. I will do this.
1: Will I will, you do, do this. You will do this. I will do this.
0: I will sign on the dotted line. However. However. Need me. Need me a little, some spice, a little, little sex, a little.
1: You want Chucky's wife wife? Jennifer Tilly.
0: She's... Yes! I'll, I'll go with that, but but, but wait, wait... She'll show her
1: boobs in anything. Like, yeah. Even though we're not showing boobs in this movie, Let, apparently. Okay,
0: but I need a little more. I need like t- two more things. Like something... Oh, I know what I need. I need something a little more um, magical, spectacular. Something you that people think they really want to do, but they never get to do.
1: Okay, you need the nerdy guy from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Because we could totally have him. He'll be, he'll be a puppeteer.
0: Who? Oh, that guy. Oh yeah, he's funny. He's funny. Okay. okay, okay. And he won't he
1: won't exist after the '80s. He's gonna he's gonna fall into a vault with the. All
0: right, so we've got one sexy <laughs> We got one sexy. Shelley Long
1: is the word I was looking for. Oh
0: right, we got one sexy sub- symbol. Do we do we do we need another? Maybe one more. Hot.
1: Ah, uh, what a, like someone who was maybe a sex symbol twenty years
0: previous? Ooh, ooh, this is good. This is good. Keep keep going on this. Someone who was replaced with Loretta
1: Swit in the yes, series. yes. Keep going yeah. on this. Keep going on this. Someone, that, for some strange reason, every movie I've ever seen her in, she seems to be sexually humiliated.
0: Yeah, I'm into that.
1: Sally Kellerman. That's who we need for this.
0: <laughs> Hot lips. All yes. right, yes. All right, cool. I'm in. Let's, right, the let's put her in bondage gear. Hey,
1: you know what? While we're at it, I don't think Stacey Keach, you know, has a, the, the, the sense of humor about himself right now to dress in bondage gear. What if we got a guy who looked almost exactly like him, who yeah. was less famous, probably did a little less cocaine, but is more willing to wear a dog collar? And a members-only jacket.
0: Yeah, who you got in mind?
1: Um, Well, Robin Williams, but uh, if he's busy, let's get James Keach. Oh,
0: cool. In. Okay, then.
1: Welcome. I forgot we did that sequence. Wow. Should I edit that out later? No. No, we'll leave it in. Okay, I totally forgot. Oh, you know, uh, he also directed Surf Ninjas while we're at, while we're I at mean, it. I mean, if okay. we're going to look... At okay, this. so movie violations as it is. I'm try trying to make sure I mentioned all the cast just b- before I forgot anybody. Sure. Yeah, we... Yeah, we uh, Clara Peller plays one uh, sassy old lady that's the where's the beef lady yep. for anyone under the age of 40 that's a person you don't remember um, and missing uh, out. and then you, we got Nedra Vols who uh, throughout the 80s played wacky old ladies yes. I'm sure she passed away she does a great job,
0: ago. Ago. job oh, of, oh, of gotta, physical comedy in this movie I,
1: you know and we've also got um, we've also got uh, Don Cheadle Oh, yes. Don Cheadle is in this movie. This is his first movie. He was probably like 20, 21 years old, and he has a very brief cameo as a fast food uh, employee. Yes. Um, also, the internet seems to want me to believe that uh, David Hyde Pierce is in this, but I don't think he was.
0: And we can't find him. I didn't
1: see him in the movie, and he's. they say he's credited as David Pierce.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm guessing it's a different person. Probably. Entirely. It would be my one hundred thousand percent.
0: I don't uh, even I remember the character that they said that he played, which he played might an have been immigration he, officer. Yeah, no, or, I'm I don't remember a scene with an immigration That's what immigration I'm pointing. And I a,
1: doubt we have the edited version of this movie since everyone says "fuck" like forty times. But what
0: I was going to say oh, was that title. it might have been something that they, they they that might have been a cutting room floor thing, but they still gave him credit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I, I, I was listening. For like a minute and then I uh-huh. got distracted by the Wikipedia page for this production. The one production note on this from Wikipedia is writer and director Israel himself attended <laughs> traffic school.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for that. I
0: mean that's awesome.
1: Well, if I ever if I ever make a movie called Pre-Trial Intervention for Selling to a Cop with a uh, without without a license, then, uh, that, that's I'll put that on my Wikipedia. I'd like page. to point this
0: out. I have five notes. Oh my god, I have a, I I really have a ton do. of notes, but I like, took but notes. they probably
1: make no sense. I'm I guess, uh, I team. guess let's uh, let's very quickly just uh, run over as quickly. much as much of this as we can. Uh, so John Murray plays Dana Cannon, Cannon. he runs a plant nursery. Um, you first. That was actually the least joking thing I've said. <laughs> it but, sounded weird, right? Yeah, like he's driving around in his really nasty, like Sanford and Son plant-covered truck, yeah. um, playing a harmonica rig and uh, listening to a boombox on the floor. That's li- like, and the boombox is playing the worst James oh. Brown cover I have ever heard. It is,
0: it's, it's, it, it is it's atrocious.
1: So so bad. It's trying so hard to be like. A cool 80s James Brown cover and instead it's failing as hard as John Murray is at trying to be Bill Murray which throughout this movie John Murray is but we've learned something like Bill Murray without Bill Murray's charm is one of the most irritating human beings on earth because I can tell you like on paper he's actually behaving almost exactly like Bill Murray behaves in any of his movies yeah you know, he's basically pulling the Peter Vinkman just wisecracks and yeah. being a dick thing. And even his voice even sounds similar. I feel you like... You know, he's, he's, got lo- he's got a little more hair than Bill Murray, but like he's... But when you get down to it, he's got no charisma and no charm. Yeah. And that, like, apparently that goes a long way, uh, like, in the Bill Murray uh, oeuvre.
0: Well, what I was going to say, too, is I, 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 I feel like... It, he was directed to do that. Like the director kept saying, Hey, could you do it more like your brother? Oh yeah, almost, cer- like that oh, yeah, really almost felt certain certainly. Like it's like we can't
1: we can't we can't possibly afford Bill Murray. This is nineteen eighty five. Right. He is he has just come off of Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's a
0: busy man. You know,
1: he's he like he has still like got a solid acting career, you know, at this point. There is and, and plus Bill's just got a little too much dignity to do a movie like well, this.
0: It feels like like, they- like
1: you look at what Bill, Bill Murray usually chooses like all right, Garfield aside. Bill Murray usually chooses movies that he finds interesting. Yeah you know much more than like oh I'll just do a comedy. Right. Like this is the, again this is the kind of movie and I, I say this really with no no judgment of Fred Willard because I think Fred Willard is a comic genius. I think he's very funny. He's even very funny in this movie which is you know not 100% consistent across around the horn but Fred Willard's one of those guys like Charles Grodin who like when they show up they're going to do a great job. But the thing is also Fred Willard will do damn near anything for mm-hmm. for a paycheck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. So like I'm this like, okay. this is the kind of movie you're going to get a Fred Willard in.
0: Well, but I was also you know. going to say that it almost feels like with Bill Murray um, that they, you know, they call him up and they're like, they're like, yo, Bill, you know, will, <laughs> you, will you do this? And, am... and maybe and maybe at one point it had been like in, it had been a, a conversation that they had had or he'd had with his agent or whatever. And they was like, yeah, I mean, you know, if it really goes into production <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And then. It I don't comes think Bill down. Murray has it. Does, doesn't Bill Murray work Can without I an finish agent? finish my story? Okay, never mind. And, and. And then it goes into production or is about to go into production. And he's like, oh, crap, I made this deal or I said I might do this. And it's kind of like in a kissing booth where like the person shows up and they're, you know, it's like their time to do it. And oh, like they do Revenge of the Nerd, that gag where it's yeah. like, it's like, all right, I paid my money. It's time to kiss me. And then they'll like pull out somebody else. I feel oh. like Bill Murray kind of was like, oh, that's my break.
1: <laughs> and he like it it over you John. You know, it reminds me of that story that I don't believe is true that Bill Murray said about why he agreed to do the Garfield movie. Which, Which supposedly, I think the director of the Garfield movie was named Joel Cohen, and he thought it was like, yeah. Complaints. But I think, yeah, I think he's just full of shit. I think yeah. he just decided to do it because it was like, hey, I can sit in a booth for like a day and make, you know, and make bang. I
0: don't blame him at all. For no, that. I, I,
1: oh, I would do in a minute. Uh, but um, so yeah, we. So that's his. That's him. He he he's driving. Oh, and at one point he's driving with his head under the steering wheel. And he's swerving so around, delicious. and weirdly enough, that doesn't get him pulled over. What gets him pulled over is he's eating an apple, and it falls out of his hand and He hits, land, a, bump, yeah. hit, he hits a bump. It falls out of his hand I out think the that's window. That's joke. Though. And yeah, and it, it hits the cop. Uh, it actually, just bite. rolls in. Front it rolls of in him. front of the cop, and they they arrest it's, it's yeah. And uh, so uh, so they pull up, Halleck, like I think is his name, or Halleck. Halleck. Halleck is his name. Is the 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 cop, the and Brian he has
0: Keech or Brian Keach,
1: uh, James Keach, James, James Keech. and the Giant Keach, <laughs> and. Uh, Wow, <laughs> the things that make you laugh. Uh, I I give you comedy gold for twenty nine episodes, and tonight you've laughed at two. One thing I said that was serious, and one thing I said that was absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> and then um, I can't remember what the name of the other uh, oh, deputy yeah. Virginia Morris, uh, yeah. which is uh, that's uh, Lisa Hart Carroll is the other one, and yes. she's she's the severe, masculine woman. So we got to go with that eighties. You know, I it would be considered transmisogyny now, but I don't yes. think the eighties even realized there nope. was such a thing. You know where he jokes about her thinking she's a man yeah. because she she should wear a ponytail or something, and it's and she's, she's really short. Now, she, admittedly, she's hair. got a very severe face. She's got very like a very strong, pronounced jawline. You know, but it's 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 kind of obnoxious. And of course, it's the 80s, so they got to go for that. Cheap. Right, right. You got to go for that cheap shot. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> well, let's face it, the Neil Israel oeuvre... I think I've used that word twice and pronounced it badly both times. Can I do this? Um, Can I? It's full of, of, of homophobia. We got the yeah. Blue Oyster oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, as you called it, I think one of our episodes is the Blue Oyster Cult. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, Yes. in there. Um can I, yeah. can, I,
0: can I throw this out there? Yeah. Because this movie is sort of going to make us meander a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I was, you know, I was just going, know, going through, the, no, 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 the, through no. the characters. I understand that. And that's great. And I want to do more of that because I think this movie lends itself to that. I just want to do like a real basic. I want to do something we haven't done in a while. I want to do like a real basic like four sentence plot. Okay, movie. we
1: replaced that with the pitch, by the way. But, I know, but, yeah, but... the pitch we did terribly, so let's go this, terribly. This, but this so, way we uh, can
0: then... Do, it's, the plot really doesn't matter. But just just watch
1: the waveform and be saying terribly. Look at that. It's yeah, huge. it's it looks like,
0: weird. Okay, it but my point is like the that, that the plot doesn't really matter, except that it will be confusing as we go through it. Oh, so let yeah. me just do this, and then oh, yeah, people yeah. understand. And then we oh, can yeah. talk there, about I mean, there, is a plot. there is
1: actually a plot in this movie. Okay, I kind of forgot. So
0: essentially, it's you've got a bunch of people who end up at traffic school. Um, and because they've all, you know, done all these, you know, bad things and therefore their licenses have been revoked and they are now at traffic school and their cars are impounded. Mm-hmm. James Keech's Halleck and his girlfriend, who's this deputy, Virginia, whatever, whatever. name uh, is Morris, here. I think. Yeah. They, they, uh, Keach gets a promotion or he's yeah he's
1: he's, he's, he's up he's, for the promotion, promotion and his boss hates him but he's like but he's good at his job the chief
0: hates him but he's good at his job so he's gonna give him the promotion he thinks he's a tight ass and he is and so you know and they're a couple and whatever and so um, all this stuff goes down and uh, the person that sort of like you know gets in his craw is this Dana Cannon that we talked about that's the the John Murray character and who
1: really does make everything worse for everyone else and no one anyway, blames him for it okay
0: so but the thing is. So Halleck is so frustrated by him that he ends up um, taking a bat and or taking his billy club to his car, um, which he he says, "Oh, you have a new car now." And, he, and so he starts, beating, you know, like beating up the. He's car. He's already
1: impounded the other one. He's
0: impounded the other one, and this car actually turns out to be the chief's car. So the chief demotes him and makes him and his, the, his partner because they're his, both doing right, it right, and makes him makes them become the instructors for traffic for traffic school. school. Of and course, that's, because that's now the stuck that's to that the death.
1: reason he's got the revenge you right. know and so and then, now he's at and then basically the it turns out this whole traffic school is a giant scam run by the judge played by Sally Kellerman, Kellerman where uh and she she informs uh this guy that like the two like basically the two of them become secret lovers and you know but she's already as we learn from the very first line that she says to him where she said uh, Virginia Deputy Morris says you know you know, I'm not late anymore, or whatever, like yeah. that. You know, uh, you know, like we learned that obviously they've been sleeping together before, but now he's secretly sleeping with this judge because what they're doing is they're failing everybody in this traffic course court. Uh, traffic course School. is the yeah. word I was trying to say. And no matter what, like they're 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 all they're setting up so they're all they can all fail so that the county can sell Birch County, which is. Throughout Supposedly this in movie. Well, no, I don't know. I think I, his driver's license is in Michigan. Oh. I think, I honest to God think that, uh, that that this movie just put Birch County everywhere so no one could get, you know, like, yeah. so there would be no, like, right. city giving a lawsuit because this city's corrupt as hell. Um, but uh, Birch County would then split the proceeds. They, they'd give half the proceeds to the county and then keep half for themselves and embezzle, you know. So that's the whole plot. And basically, it's the other people trying to pass this unpassable course. Right. And of course, hijinks ensue, and it's mostly it's mostly again like the picaresque, like let's set up a, a dumb joke, you know, kind of thing. And yeah, each and character, each character has their little arc, right? And I guess we it, probably that's not to how talk we can get into movie. that, but it's I just wanted to make sure that
0: they knew. And obviously, yeah. at the end of the movie, they, um, you know, they 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 expose the the plot the their plot to impound after they impound the characters to sell them to the yeah, county. Yeah, and yeah. And and we, yeah,
1: well, yeah, and that's that's basically the movie, mm-hmm. and so we we can kind of go through. So yeah. So, so John Murray, Dana Cannon, he he's, he's the hero. He gets pulled over, blah blah blah. You know, he's a you know he's a real pri- to be honest. I, like I said, I feel like everyone else gets dragged so much worse into this because of his being a dick the entire yeah. time. You know, like he makes it makes it. I think he makes it harder on everyone else. Yeah. But anyway, his whole thing he's he's going to lose his business, his nursery, because he's got to make all these deliveries and he doesn't have a truck. There's a scene in the middle of the movie where he's trying to like take trees on the bus you know by the time they get to the the the, the site all the leaves are gone it's it's uh it it, it's whatever and his love interest is jennifer tilly uh who we find
0: out is actually a rocket scientist yeah
1: there's a whole joke when he first when she first talks to him because
0: she's got the jennifer tilly voice and And she's also a little spacey just and she's spacey and she's forgot forgot her glasses glasses.
1: and he says like hey you know want to split a cab you know whatever and she says she has to go to work and it's like, where do you work? And she says, NASA. I'm a rocket scientist. Because he said before, I forgot. I forgot to do the setup to yeah. the joke, just like you did. We both forgot to do the yeah, setup. The which worst. is, he says, well, she's she's nice. She's no rocket scientist, but she seems nice. And, yeah, she's a rocket scientist, is the joke. They have their little romance, and he, she. at one point she takes him to the world's cheapest NASA set with these giant fake-ass computers, and they end up doing... Uh, the scene that I mostly remembered from this movie... I remember this scene. ...is uh, they them going to, like... And I, I'm so sad this, this doesn't exist in the real world, this anti-gravity chamber where they're clearly on wires. They're doing obvious wire work, but they're floating together and... Basically, uh, they end up taking their clothes off, and you see their clothes float up in some of the grossest puppeteering oh, ever. You see so his, his shirt reach under her shirt and oh. just start wiggling with the sh- where they sh- where her breasts would be. It's absolutely terrible. It's just vomitous. And uh, it's probably the most disgusting scene uh, that we will describe in here until I finally show Allie getting lucky. At some point,
0: yeah. In the let's. Future. I don't know if I'm into that. Oh, you're gonna see it. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. Um.
1: um so, so you know, that's their. That's their arc. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, in the end, he. Of course, he. They all. They all meet at his place for. You know, for their study sessions, yeah. and he's. You know, he shows up throughout the movie in a variety of different pullovers and jackets. Well, actually, no, not pullovers. They're all button up and, button and zip ups. up things. But he has like a variety of satin jackets. And at one point, he wears an incredibly weird, like, like. I don't know, like this blue and yellow, like big cardigan that just looks it's like a it Letterman's
0: look, cardigan. It look, but it
1: looks more like a cheerleader's Letterman it does. cardigan. It's so very, it's it's strange. it's very odd because this is a very heteronormative movie, you know. Yeah,
0: it's very bizarre.
1: I mean, it's a movie that's devoid of gay of gay stereotype characters at yeah. least. They make gay jokes, yeah, but there's never actually like an actual like lisping flaming queen in the movie like right. you get you don't get a, a Lamont right. or a uh I forgot the name of the gay stereotype there's a gay stereotype cop in police category isn't there it's gotta be I don't remember anything. it's been so long so, so, but um it doesn't matter well they do but they have the, the blue oyster there so they've got their, they've got plenty of homophobia to go around but uh, so that's that's basically their their little like storyline. I don't think there's much to say. No. I, I know he's the hero, but he's just annoying throughout the movie. That's basically his thing. He just comes on. He says a lot of "Hey, I'm gonna be real funny and snide, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do." He like, does it
0: the at one point he he turns to them and he's like. Uh, you kids and did and I'm like, oh, you just, you just called wants, your brother, and you said, how would you say this I line, know. Bill?
1: And, and then Bill said, leave me alone, and yes. he, so he's like, he had to wing it based on yeah. nothing. He had to base it on like watching old SNL footage. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it, like, oh my God, it's like imagine the police department, like the scene with the cops and and Walter Peck and the mayor are in the all yes. in the the room. When he's like, it's true, this man has no dick, that, yes. that famous sequence. Imagine that sequence, only take all the humor out of it yeah. and just have, or, or, or like when he's when he's just basically making fun of people. Yeah, Like when, when he first starts making fun of Walter Peck at the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like where he's just kind of mean to him for no good reason that kind of incites the whole thing. Yeah. Where if Bill Murray had been less of a dick, maybe the, the, like none of the things would have happened. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, you
1: know it, it, it's like he's just obnoxious anyway moving on right. uh well let's move on to our the next person to get arrested uh, that, uh winnie that, just berber
0: okay right who
1: I, I can't remember her character's name but
0: um uh joan i think
1: uh yeah it's, it's uh yeah joan padillo yeah and uh she's someone who she's just taken up bowling and they're loading a butt and uh, loading, putting a bunch of bowling ball, balls loose in her car it's like i don't know how i'm gonna carry these in and she talks about having her bad back, and you find out she's a t- she's a hypochondriac.
0: Yeah, she's got everything wrong with her.
1: And so she's trying to call the doctor, or like no, she's, she's fr- trying
0: to take her med. she's trying to take her medication she's while driving to, 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 to take, take her, her pills,
1: and she's driving and she swerves and like loses control, and the car ends up spinning out of control, shooting bowling balls out everywhere. You know, so you can get some some good jokes Crazy. of like a bowling Psych ball it. lands on James Keach's foot that ends the whole thing. We also get like a come sit in Grandpa's lap, and a bowling ball hits an old man in the balls. <laughs> Uh, and you laughed you just laughed you laughed at that <laughs> I'm
0: laughing at the way you said it I'm not laughing well that's basically
1: the joke and like I, I can't remember any of the other jokes but it's like they're just bowling balls everywhere yeah you know, it's like, pretty
0: terrible actually
1: yeah it's, it's 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 not that funny the one
0: where the the ball fall like it comes down and then it like you hear the sound of what would sound like a strike and then all the people go flying oh that is that is a, like 10 that's people. A, yeah, 10 and they're, they're obviously
1: like a couple of them are obviously on wires because oh, they yeah, go flying. flying in the air yeah. it's yeah it's absolutely ridiculous and then you get, um, I guess the next one uh, you get is uh, Brian Backer plays, uh, plays Scott Grieber. Yeah. Who is, uh, he is a... Um, kids puppeteer
0: show. Yeah, he is, yeah.
1: A, he is a puppeteer. Uh, you see him doing a puppet show for kids. And he's, he, he's, he's a sh- shitty puppeteer. It's like sock puppets.
0: Yeah, it's like one and, of those... And he's like,
1: in one of those little puppet yeah. stages that's attached to his car. And these kids basically attempt to murder him.
0: Yeah, they're horrible. He gets a he gets a violation. He doesn't even deserve one. Well,
1: they, but they, like they take a little, like, the, the pin off of this thing. It rolls down a hill into what is obviously a mafia funeral. Yes. Which is why, I, I, I he's lucky he got arrested. I mean. He should be dead. Right? And, like, basically, his thing grows in, knocks the, the, the coffin Gasket. into the air, and it lands in, like, where they had just finished digging the grave, and the guys shrug and just start filling it up. Yeah. You know, it's like classic bad joke, yeah. you know, like thing. And uh, yeah, he's he's this nerdy guy and he's in love. Or he has a crush on this sweet, nice girl who I'm probably going to, I'm probably not going to be able to Stephanie know, something. Stephanie, right. Stephanie who's like, and Stephanie is this sweet, nice blonde girl who knows a lot about cars, and yeah. you find out. And so he goes out on dates her. And the, and the running joke on this is it turns out when Stephanie is, she invites him to go to a place called the, what was it? The metal, what is it?
0: No, what? the band box. The band box.
1: Yeah, that's right. And um, when he he gets there, it's just full of nothing but Hollywood punks. And uh, and it turns out she's like, she's got crazy hair that normally she had like blonde hair. It's like, what happened to your hair? It's like, this is my hair. I wear a wig when I, you know, like, so she's like secretly this weird punk rock girl. Uh, It's hilarious how like, obviously, like when I was a kid, I know she looked like a weird freak to me, but like. She looks so tame. Yeah, she's super it, tame. Like it looks so tame it's now. Kind of adorable. But like the whole thing is like, it like she says, "I get off on driving fast."
0: Right. Uh, we have. So now they get into a, are... They get into they
1: get into her, her car, yeah. and uh, you know, go for a, a crazy joyride, listening to and the most punk rock of all musicians, Sammy Hagar. It's, "I Can't Drive 55." And they're fly, they're flying down the highway, and she's groping him, and he's flooring it, and she's like, "Faster, faster!" And you know, it's a they they. It's a wonder they don't get arrested. I think they're don't the cops chase them for a minute and they lose them or something? I can't remember. I don't think so. No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of later in the movie. Um we'll we'll tile the storylines together at the end and tell the tell the, the climax and yeah. ruin it for anyone. Um But um you know, like in the end it turns out it's not even her house. It's her house that he drops her off at, and he's like like how am I gonna like don't you want your car keys and she says oh that's not my car yeah so they basically so,
0: stole a car they don't have a license yeah and
1: uh, so throughout the movie basically he gets like a little more punk rock they get matching earrings and he gets like a little like it's not really a mohawk, mohawk. it's just his his little fro has the side slicked down yeah. you know and like and he, and he it's the hair, dyed yeah. and you know and everything and at later on because this movie is seriously like ripping off like every other movie in existence yes. it turns out they do they pull the animal house and it turns out she's underage she's only she's only 15 years old you know he's like but how do you have a, like she's trying to get her driver's license like I, how do you even have a driver's license it's like it's a fake idea i've been driving since i was 12 and then her dad comes home and chases he's a him
0: teamster and, and that's
1: and that that's that's their story arc um and then we have um going back on my notes here uh, then we uh, we get at a, at the airport. We see Clara Peller step off the plane, and she immediately says, "The whole reason they hired in this movie, good for her, because she spent a long time in her life in this very neighborhood, in this very area, working as a manicurist." Yes. Uh, you know, so good for her for the last few years of her life, getting some residuals. I hope her, yeah. I hope her grandkids did well. off her. Me too. She comes in and says, "Where's the bags?" Yeah. In the "Where's the beef?" voice, and then and she, Clara Peller is actually not. Us, one of the main characters in this movie. No. She's a, you, it's actually her friend, played by Nedra Volz, uh, plays her friend Loretta, and Loretta's basically a Mr. Magoo. Yeah, Not she's blind; she can't see, and she gets it like you see her getting into the wrong car. You see her, like, you know, like unable to drive. Like, and, and Clara Peller's like, "Should I drive?" She's like, oh, "I'm fine." And she they end up she ends up driving them onto the runway, and she like gets behind a plane, and you know, like everyone's freaking out. So well, that's it you know and she'll be she'll be throughout the movie basically lots of terrible jokes about like she's sitting in a urinal in the men's room and wondering why her back is wet uh, it's, it's I
0: have to say there's two moments in this movie that she's absolutely freaking amazing and she's had to be in like her seventies. Oh yeah, 18. she does some serious she does some serious like, physical comedy. At one point she slides off of a chair in the in the classroom and like literally has to fall to her knees. There's no way she yeah, doesn't. Like, I
1: will say I will say this. She does some moves that now admittedly I'm not in very good shape right now. I haven't really been working out lately. But like, if you put me right now into some of the physical comedy that she's doing, I would be like, I would probably be like in, in danger of of hurting myself. Yeah, she has a couple of good pratfalls. And then the
0: other one, she she has she ends up on. I mean, this is sort of part of the end of the movie, but she ends up um, <laughs> tripping and ends up on a bed where two people where the are, two villains two are, two are having, sex, having sex,
1: and she's trying to sneakily steal something, and she's on top getting bounced, bounced around. around. And it's actually, it I will say that I've got a, I've got an admission. I laughed a, quite a few times at this movie. Oh, I
0: did too. I, I, I will not lie. I have this a secret has... love of this movie. That's yeah, why this yeah, movie became yeah. came of Yeah, like our uh, you know, like
1: so. Um, but yes, I forgot to go back with, and complete Wendy Jo Sperber's Oh, uh, oh we yeah, we got to talk about this. Thing. Is one of the
0: this is probably the funniest thing that happens in the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, uh,
1: basically, what ends up happening is she. So she's a hypochondriac. She's after she wears a neck brace for pretty much the entire movie. Um, but she is there's a running thing where she 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 overhears. Fred Willard's character, he's known as the Doc, and he's actually runs like a, the auto clinic. Yes, and he has this pipe, and he, like he looks like a doctor. You know, he looks all upstanding. She she misses the part where it's about cars. Where it's about cars. He says, "Come to the clinic to someone," and so she goes and talks to him. And he mentioned, and it's 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 classic old-fashioned farce where she misunderstands. It's a threes company kind right, of Right, exactly. But it's a very well done, like, and Fred Willard is perfect at it. He's just delivering this, like, very calmly, he's giving her advice that she thinks is about her body but is about her car and he recommends to her, like, the big one was, it was like, in the morning, first thing in the morning. She says
0: I can't just. I have I have a hard time getting up and get, getting moving in the morning.
1: And so he's like, "Yeah, first thing in the morning, you're, you're you wanna, you want to drain all your fluids out, right? You know, you want to put at least two quarts take of oil. In, take take in, in at least in. two, two quarts, quarts of oil. Um, uh, I want uh, you to get out on the highway, out, grease up, up your the rear end, grease up the rear end, get out on the highway, go as fast as, as you can, can for, can for 10, 9, 9 10, ten miles, miles, and see how you feel. See how you feel. <laughs> and so she does all of those things, literally, literally." And and she and again, vomits and all of
0: her stuff out. She I mean, not
1: vomit. She's going to the bathroom.
0: I think she. Well, she I, I, wipes I'm her so,
1: mouth. Oh, she does. Oh, you're right. No, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, you're right.
0: She wipes her mouth, and then he says, and, and then she literally takes like a bottle of, of, Chrisco, of Crisco and downs it down. And then she takes. You see her looking the
1: vaseline for the and pick up her pick up her skirt and go her robe and just goes, you know, and then you see her just running on the highway like, and she's like, see how you feel. Pretty bad. Oh, she says, "She says like shit, shit
0: like shit." It's
1: hysterical. And I love Woody do us oh, You know, she was that. taken for us two. The two, two of them together are great. So and, and and, and yeah, and 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 then go, you go back. She go, ends up going into his clinic, and yeah. she ends up taking all of her clothes off and getting on a car rack. Yes. <laughs> and she's asking like. He's not looking. He's in the middle of other things. He's got a very busy day, so he's yeah. like talking. But he's talking. He's still using the lingo like yeah. that makes her think like it's like well, a robot's It's like, oh, we're not formal here, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, you know. And it, it, like it's just it's it's a cheap joke, but it works really well because they and, be- and Fred Willard sells it so he's well because so he's good. doing he's just so like dead like deadpan and Fred Willardy yeah. you know and like he's just casually he's wearing talking. he's
0: wearing a like a doctor yeah like you they, know, they all have coat, like
1: doctor's co- coats, lab coats lab on because it's on. the auto clinic and it's yeah. like their thing um, and so yeah that, that we got that Um I'm trying to think if there's any other like the other this is the first, time, caught, the members, is the first time
0: that I caught um, that um what this joke meant I, I think because last time I saw it I was younger and it just didn't even you know hit me but um uh, Fred Willard is taking a phone call and uh, um, when Wendy Joe whatever Joan or whatever her name is uh, she, she yells back to him okay doc I'm ready like as she's sitting on the car yeah. rack and um, without looking at her he turns to two of his mechanics and says hey will you two go check out that rear end yeah. and then they walk over and they go okay now what
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. I'm it's still a it's a it's a, it's really a ter- it's a terrible awful but but I will admit it. But then
0: Fred Willard's face is the best because he finally looks up. And he's
1: like and oh. he
0: like throws his pencil. It's just a yeah. great moment. Yeah, he just
1: throw. He just casually throws. Like it, it's like it's like he But no, he doesn't really respond you know, much at all. His he eyes just, get really big. His eyes. He, all it does is his eyes widen. and He throws his pencil, yeah. but the rest of him is stock still. Yeah, it's, it's it's really good comedic it's timing. Really, it's really a very movie. I will. Like I said, Fred Willard is almost so always brilliant. good. Like even if he's in a shitty movie, he's, he's usually so really good. good. I
0: love him. you know. And I'm not
1: gonna say so. All right, that's basically all like the story. And, and there's also there's a uh, Wink Barnes is a yeah. he's a creepy horror movie obsessed guy who's yeah. he's kind of a sign. There's a, I can't remember what the name of the black guy is, but there's a young young black guy. Oh yeah, they're, 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 guy. they're buds. Yeah, yeah, they're like somehow friends, even though like even though like Wink has gotta be like thirty, and this kid's like obviously a teen who's yeah. like li- like he like his deal is his father he's his father's like a big deal rich guy. I don't know, yeah. but like the black guy not yeah. not not yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, Wink yeah. Wink's a loser. Um and uh th- but he got. Like his his he's driving his dad's Mercedes. They got impounded, and his dad doesn't know because he's out of town. Yeah, he's like, he's "My father's home. gonna kill me." <laughs> so, like, that's that's their little arc, and and he. But Wink is kind of a sidekick for a lot of missions, just because he's like, there's there's all sorts of he just makes all sorts of jokes about horror movies and loving. He loves more. the fact that like like they set him up so in the beginning. Like yeah. another scene that Ali definitely I know remembered from watching this movie it's is true. they have this really insane film strip. Yeah. Um, which is done in, like it's a great parody of those film strips and safety videos we used have to watch, like Blood on the Streets. Blood
0: or, blood flows red on blood, the highway. Blood flows red on the highway, that's <laughs> it. And
1: you see like this, it's like this car driving out of control and kids crossing the street and it keeps cutting from the car to the kids and the car to the kids. It is so bad, but I will admit a very funny, uh, very funny and then, parody. And then
0: when you think that there's a rate of impact, all of a sudden, blood literally goes like they across. like really
1: really re- and then they, like they buckets of blood going like, across and the windshield uh, the and then, wind then like shield. the second time they show it they actually see it, it, chunks, chunks of, of gore or like hitting, hitting and he's window. of course laughing while everyone else is staring just, horrified like, you know and there's oh and there's a ton of people in this traffic class that yeah. don't have speaking roles yeah. and don't really have a bit but they're just there I guess to flesh out that it's a large group and there's
0: the other dude that brings his kids Oh yeah, there's that he's guy. A I forget father. about that guy,
1: the single father who like he's like has to have his kids with him, you know. Like, and it's funny is he looks like the kind of guy who would play a bad guy yes. in a '80s movie. Yes. Like when I was first watching he's him, a like this guy's blonde with curly hair. Yeah, it's like this guy's gonna be a prick, right? Yeah. He's gonna drive a BMW and just be a total asshole. Yeah. But he's actually just a dad. He's like a dad. he's he's he kind does. of he's sort of even though he doesn't talk much, he's sort of Dana Cannon's buddy. Like it's like, yeah. but he doesn't like really do much. Of, like,
0: there's a lot of scenes we didn't see. Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like the I feel like there may have been scenes cut from this oh, movie. Oh god, yes. like, Massive amounts of this movie were probably like hit the cutting room floor. It's not that long. No, it's really short. Like movies. it's not. Yeah, like I mean, it's like I mean, it's not really short, but well, it's, it's fairly It's short. It's ninety minutes. It's ninety minutes, yeah, an hour and, 90 and a half. It's like 90. standard movie length. But I feel like I feel like there was a longer movie that yeah. they cut. Yeah. Like because like, I kind
0: of want to see the director's cut. I don't know that I do. I do. I totally do. No,
1: that's a good idea. You know, I'm trying to. Oh, I, I'm going way out of order, but how about the incre- I want to tell the story of this be- just because I this movie does the worst cliche that you could possibly do, which is the cops are all hanging out at a giant donut oh, yes. shop out yes. in, in this mysterious Birch County, which I think is California, but yeah. they, they never they never specify the state. Maybe Chicago. Yeah, there are times when I thought it looked like Chicago, but it's mo- it's definitely they've got palm trees and open freeways in a way that looks like Southern California. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if it was Chicago, they might have gotten a higher ranking, a higher ranking Murray actor. They might have been able to get a Brian Doyle. Amazing. You know, I'm surprised Brian Doyle Murray's not in this. But anyway, like the cops that I would, I got really annoyed at that until I remembered the last time I was in a Dunkin' Donuts in the evening to buy a coffee, <laughs> back when I was going to the burlesque show. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll leave that at we'll leave that description to your imagination. But I was going like I there were actually like eight in uniform cops sitting around eating donuts and drinking coffee and I I didn't know what to do or say but I wanted to be like guys this is like wearing the t-shirt to the concert yeah, you literally walked <laughs> just you
0: like, walked what? into the joke I know Like I was like come, how, come they on they should have had a sign up that said no we're in the middle of doing the joke I just it,
1: it was it was it was absolutely ridiculous oh I forgot that the puppet oh, the puppet nerd met uh, Greer. met the nice girl she her she, she was getting out of a car Aren't driven by a, a nun, nun. And it's like, oh, that's my sister. Yeah. She's a sister. She's a sister. And I was like, that is so close to an actual joke. Yeah, like, we were, again. like, within striking distance of a real joke. And I, I found that charming. Um, I, Oh, but, like, so going back. So the, the biggest thing about this movie that I found amazing is it's vaguely prophetic to modern day. How? Oh. The plot of this movie is police seizure. Yeah corrupt police seizure and as if you it, like if you actually look at like the statistics of how much like i think of, i think currently if i remember correctly there are actually more more like for, more goods are, are seized by the police than actually stolen by criminals now True. So it was kind of interesting. It was like showing the poli- police seizure has always been like a really underhanded way that police departments uh, can both get financing and also so that, you know, they can kind of privately benefit. Yeah. And it's just it's just interesting that the, the plot of this uh, movie like really is something that, is a problem that actually does happen these well, days. And
0: also, um, at the very beginning of the movie, and again, I think I've only seen the very beginning of this movie once, except for this time, because I've always seen it on television and like reruns, you know, like it was on whatever, like USA or whatever. Oh, I saw it all the time. It all the time on cable. But this particular, in the very beginning, I don't know if you caught this. And I, and I caught it because I was like, did he just say that? Um, when the police chief uh, stops... Uh, James Keat, brett James and the giant Keach James, yeah um to, to say that he's you know up for that promotion and you know it looks like he's gonna get it or whatever uh there's like no reaction in in slash Keach's like reaction except other than the think, other than you. his
1: tick that he has throughout the movie yeah but,
0: he, but he, and he says thank you and then he says all right I, I have to go and fill my quota
1: yeah oh he just casually just. Jo- i mean that's a joke that was a joke set up for the movie but yeah, but because you know, to this day, police departments pretend there's no court.
0: Well, that's my point.
1: Yeah, but, is that yeah. the fact? Yeah, that like I mean, this movie, this movie really does kind of was, that put was a fairly thing. corrupt end on the co- like the cops are fairly corrupt in this movie. Yeah, although in the end, they do the right thing, which you know, is the chief does the right thing. Yeah, which I wouldn't necessarily say. But would I also happen.
0: don't know that he does the right thing because he gives a crap about those. No, people. he does. The ra-
1: I think he does the right thing because he, ha- he hates. Uh, he hates. He uh, hates Halleck. Yeah, I. I, I think 100 percent it's a vendetta movie. You know, it, it's like he's just mad. He's like, if the Commandant's goldfish was killed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Oh,
0: the Commandant.
1: You know. Oh, uh, so we. A couple other things about this police department Birch County and Hudsucker Industries have the same slogan. Yes. The I future is now. Yeah, the future
0: is now. <laughs> I was like, what?
1: so um and let, let's see what we got here and then Joe
0: Strummer comes in and is like no
1: it's unwritten oh <laughs> you went with the Strummer I reference did. ahead of me I did I, also I do love that they apparently used Pole Position for their driving simulator that was
0: the best ever <laughs> I made my day
1: oh yeah if you if you watch this movie now uh, like if you're if you're too young to really remember 80s arcade games you might not know that that was a straight up real game but yeah they were playing Pole Position which man I love that game because that was that was one of the arcade games that came with a real steering wheel yes and there were two different versions of Pole position if like you if your if your uh, pizza place or laundromat or whatever you're doing was cheap you you had the upright one but But if they were good good. you You had the one that you could could sit in in, like a car that was the best oh I I love that that was was the golden age of the arcades before people kept getting shot at them Um, yeah yikes Um, and uh, like and uh, let me
0: see
1: yeah what else were you we got uh, we got the uh, let me see I don't know. Like, you got, I, I've got some bad handwriting here. I think
0: <laughs> i Oh, like i see it. Wait, hold Lorraine on. Lorraine jokes. jokes. Can I, really jokes. I just say this really quick? jokes. Can I just say this really quick? Oh, it's Ron jokes. Oh, yeah, hold on. Can We'll we get to that in a second. I just want to tell you, I looked over at his notes, and it's like in big, bold letters. The largest thing on the, the page. The largest thing on the page says, Pull position with an exclamation I and mean, i love that game <laughs> that so adorable i'm, I'm actually i'm game. very i'm very oh happy. yeah they make a hand removal oh, joke yeah. of the iran,
1: like he's like like dana cannon our hero making making you know like wonderful jokes about iran and hand removal no. and how if you've got a driver lose your license there you'll lose your hand oh. You know, and then um, Wink goes, "Oh, I got to
0: get over there." Terrible joke
1: about Don Cheadle to drive through with a bunch of cars getting pushed through because Wink pushes a billion cars. Like, while while there's a fire, there's going no drivers, on. right? Yeah, there's they, some hijinks basically yeah. where Loretta, uh, the blonde, the blind woman, blonde, <laughs> the Mister, she might have been blonde. Yeah, Mrs. Ms. Magoo, like she, she, they do a road flare test and she throws the road flare in the trunk instead of the cap and it starts a fire. And yeah, yeah you know,
0: cars, get pushed, cars get pushed. Cars get
1: pushed. They go through a drive through. Mm-hmm. Um, Halleck gets really mad at, uh, they run, it. he runs into, they run into off duty and Halleck gets really mad and picks a fight with, uh, with Dana Cannon and like, and Dana's like, yeah, I'll fight you. And, you know, and, and, you know, they do like a whole thing where it's like, you want to be boxing or Kung Fu? And he does all the moves. Oh yeah. Halleck's doing this. Yes. And yeah, he's bigger and obviously in better shape in, in every way than Dana Cannon, and Dana's gonna get destroyed by him. And Dana challenges him to the sport of kings, arm wrestling, or whatever he says. And it's like we get an it's like we're getting an over to, an it's over the top, top prequel, you know? They get down and they're and it turns out uh, Halleck's like I'm the arm wrestling champion of whatever, you know? And just before the arm wrestling happens, Cannon kisses him, and ooh, we got a homophobic joke, I guess. And then like he runs away and. Then, whoop, whoop, you know, Wait, and and, like to... and it, it it basically ends with uh, Halleck jerking uh, the chief off of a toilet. You yeah, know, it's like than you know.
0: To... But I will say this: this is the third movie, the third movie, which we have covered that has arm wrestling. Over the top. Mm-hmm.
1: Over the top two, still topping.
0: <laughs> no, it's over the. That's over the top. Chewing under the, the, the scener- bottom. Chewing scenery.
1: <laughs> okay, and uh, what, what 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 was the other one?
0: in Revenge of the Nerds, and they basically pull the same joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. The joke do. is he actually, he, he you know, uh, picks his nose, puts it on his yeah. hand, oh, and yeah. then, yes.
1: Okay, I thought, I thought the arm wrestling one was the one where, uh, where he beat, like, handily beat the other guy. Uh, oh, no, no, that was the tug of war, I guess I'm thinking of. That anyway was the
0: tug of war where they let go, and then they fall. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, no.
1: So, uh, yeah, like, I, again, this is a really hard movie to like. It's not linear, and it's, it's what like, I'm it's hard to remember what happened in not it. Not even important. You know? Oh, there's a scene where they almost get killed by a train, and uh, yeah. and at the end of it, uh, like, the only thing I have about this is uh, Dana says, That scared me. Like, because he's, you know, comforting Meg, uh, Jennifer Tilly. Oh, wrong, Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said Meg. Uh, and I'm like, No shit, that scared you. You were almost hit by a train. That's yeah. not even. Like, like that. Come on, Neil Israel or Pat Proft, whoever wrote that line. That was the laziest.
0: He says, that scared me too.
1: That scared me too. I was like, of course it scares you. You almost got hit by a train. Yeah, I I mean,
0: I was thinking to myself, everybody better have post-traumatic stress disorder after that because that was a terrifying moment. And it was the slowest moving train that ever existed. And the next part
1: of the picaresque plot is they've learned that they're never going to get their cars back at this point. Alex admitted that like, you know, to him, he's like to him, even though like no, no one's heard it other than him. So they know they're so they're they're breaking into the impound lot to steal back their stuff. And of course they get the, the people they the people on the break-in are 80s 80s dad, e- evil dad, who's not, not actually evil. evil. He just looks like an 80s villain. Uh Wink, Wink the, uh, the the horror psycho who comes who shows up in a in a hockey mask and ch- with a chainsaw. He
0: also has the acid that and he
1: uses acid that he made at home to break the, in. Yeah. And I wish I could remember the name of the black guy. I feel like I feel so racist for that, but I don't know that no, they say his name in the his, movie. He may
0: have said his name once. Everybody else is, they say their names a lot.
1: Yeah, it's like, like yeah. There's there's almost no there's almost no like. No and I, actually, of him.
0: I think that's a fault of the movie in sort of being was like, it Whoa. was it Spencer? Was he Spencer? I don't remember. Or Was he Jeff? I don't remember, honey.
1: I honestly, I'm not sure, you know, but I will
0: say it's really sad, and it's it's that moment of like, oh, well, but you know, it's the one black guy, so yeah, how are but, you gonna forget? And that's terrible, right? Isn't that awful?
1: I think it might, yeah, I think I think it was Jeff, but um, I'm not sure, uh,
0: yeah, it's it's ugh. anyway, so yeah, you were saying about yeah,
1: yeah, that was it, yeah, yeah. Jeff Willard, yeah. Willard Pugh is the name of the actor, okay? Um, but like, but like, it's and it's him, and of course, we have this moment where he goes in first and immediately we got another uh, actually speaking of third movie with something in it we got the other thing I have in all caps and uh, (laughs) Doberman
0: Doberman's.
1: Doberman. Dobermans. Doberman's Pinchers. Oh man, uh yeah. I, I was so excited to see. It. And these I gotta say, these are the best Doberman's we've seen yet. I agree. These are well trained Dobies. They we actually snarl snarling. and they're in people's faces, so yeah. they're obviously it was right well there. Done. Like it's not like in uh, girls just wanna have fun when the dog is clearly happy and they're and they're looping sound. <laughs> they're looping, they're looping sound. snarls over it. Yes. And they do a cujo reference because like they like uh uh, Wink at him run like go running around they get they end up in a car he end up, they end up launching the dog <laughs> off, the, off the hood and he gets caught by Hannock and there's actually Halleck oh, Hannock I'm sorry, I, I went to college with someone named Rachel Hannock. Uh, we're friends on Facebook and she probably doesn't listen to this, but hi Rachel, if you do. <laughs> Apparently I'm thinking you're the evil cop in this movie. Sorry about but that. But he, he catches he catches this dog, which then turns and looks and snarls at him. And th- this movie has really good dog acting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's I'm really impressed with the Man, dog it's acting. It's really
0: too bad that the dog couldn't have been the lead of this
1: movie. Oh my god, the dog oh I John love the I had so much more sympathy for those Doberman's. Uh, you know. Um Oh, and, and for some strange reason, like again, the cops involved in this. For some reason, the judge and the cop are at the impound lot, yeah, having their affair there, which is really weird. Because if you're a judge running this scam and you're smart, are Why you are really going to go, go there? The
0: impound lot, like
1: how tiny the is most, this town? Yeah, and also, like, so during all this, uh, Dana steals his car back, right? And what the hell is the point of that? Like, are, is the police not going to notice his car? Like, and for some strange reason, and this is like the big twist plot is that how like resteals the car back and puts on a ski mask and frames and tries to and basically frames him for frames Dana for armed robbery. Right. Which it's absolutely ridiculous because it's like super circumstantial evidence and uh Dana pretty much in, like had an alibi and a witness yeah. there yeah. that night. So, so it's first of all it's completely ridiculous. Uh like second of all like it's it you know
0: cop culture blue line. Yeah, but even that like Thin Dana Dana Cannon's line.
1: white. It's not going to work come on yeah. <laughs> like I'm not just white guys don't go to jail you know and they, oh there's a weird moment also um, around this time I'm just babbling on about random stuff where Grieber gets his earring oh yeah and it switches in his head yes like they don't even they don't have the continuity between scenes right like for one scene his earring's in his right ear yeah it's, it's like strange. it's like it's. I would have thought maybe they flipped the negative but I don't think so because I don't think there's any reverse Im- images otherwise no. <laughs> <clears throat> pardon me um, so th- this kind of gets wraps us to basically the end of the plot of this movie, such as it is. We've we've gotten to the point where they all know, they're all studying, you know, real hard. They actually like they all study at Dana's house. They actually all pass the, the written, written tar- part of the test, like with flying colors, and it's like real impossible stuff. And so he has so Alex says, Oh, too bad the written part only counts for 10% of your grade, and then it's a road test. And in the road test, it's like he's built this insane device that will, like, this insane obstacle course that you can't possibly pass where he's got oil slicks and smoke screens and, you know, People like... small at the like, same time. Like, like rain and, changing like... Changing directions. Changing directions. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And you get a little scene of Grieber swerving and going crazy in the car. Probably because he's a little Weasley guy with, like, with wide eyes and can kind of look yeah. shocked. Uh, and at the, around this time... Uh, Victoria Morris starts being like, why are you being such a jerk? Yeah. You know, she's kind of stunned at how bad he's been because she's not in. She's not corrupt. She's just... She's just... A, she's just mean. Yeah. She's not corrupt. And she learns that, like... She she sees that, like, he's having an affair and is very angry. And so she ends up letting them know about the uh, the ledger they're keeping that shows all their money, you know, like, because...
0: She overhears it. I, I,
1: I find it very strange how much... And maybe... Maybe it's because I'm not a together guy where I keep records worth of crap. How many plots in old shows hinge on finding a ledger?
0: Yeah. Are you thinking about Twin Peaks? Twin also? Peaks. Yeah. But it's like
1: a lot of, there's a lot of things like that where it's like we if you find the ledger. Because it's keeping, I know it's like Tropic keeping. reduction. I know reduction. there's keeping two sets of books. I yeah. know that's a thing. But it's astonishing how often the corrupt set of books is just like out and about being like corrupt. Yeah. You know, so they've got and they and she just keeps the ledger right by her nightstand. The, the the evil judge, which is very strange. I think
0: they were using it as part of their like sexual.
1: Maybe yeah, they got some. They got and I. Who am I to kink shame?
0: No, please don't. kink But kink. they are
1: very sexual beings. This judge, it's kind of amazing. And actually. Uh, and, uh, and 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 James Keach. I
0: give them a lot of credit. Yeah,
1: James's giant Keach spends most of the <laughs> of the of the last third of the movie in some some bondage gear. Essentially, he's got like a dog collar on and studded underwear and like
0: Sally Coleman He actually has
1: leather garters <laughs> like male garters yeah. not like like not women garters like I'm talking sock garters yeah. you know which is kind of ridiculous she, but so she, yeah Yeah
0: she tells him to get back to work and get Yeah back and, back and to like they they
1: basically by the like when they go they go basically they're all sad that they're going to lose everything uh and they all get really drunk and then they decide to go get revenge by messing this dude's car up and stealing the ledger back and all this stuff so they're drunkenly messing with his car and They have to send Lorette in because she's the only one small enough to fit in the the window. window. And that's where like she climbs over these people having sex. And by the way, these people are having sex for what could only be six to nine hours. amazing. (laughs) Six to nine. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, But like it's ridiculous. And like, and and meanwhile in the front, they're spending six to nine hours messing with his car. Yeah. Um she ends up she ends up stealing the ledger and then it, the movie turns into a big chase scene. It kind of this is where the movie kind of turns into like ripping off the end of the, like we're going to like where we're ripping off things. Now we're ripping off the end of Blue's Brothers. Yes. Cuz it's all a big chase to get this documents to the chief and it goes through this crazy thing. First of all like uh they 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 steal one cop car. Oh, and of course the uh the bad, the, the deputy, the good deputy Morris, like he's like, oh, you're like, she, uh, uh, she, she no, no, he being Dana tells her like, oh, oh I, you know, I guess you're not such a, you know, a uh, bitch after all or whatever he says. And she says, like, screw you or fuck yeah. you, you know, like, so like she still doesn't like him. She just doesn't want, you know, this guy to get away with crime. And also because this guy is cheating on her with, yeah. uh, with Sally Kellerman. So they get discovered. They realize they see Loretta running out with the ledger. They freak out, you know start chasing her, you know, and he's just he's basically he throws on a members only jacket and just is running in bondage gear. They get they get in his car. He can only drive it backwards. He crashes through the judge's house. He ends up having to drive straight back through the whole house and through the out, out the back before, of the Before before you ball. keep going,
0: I just have to I have to interrupt one thing. That was one of the other funniest moments. This is one of the places I I laughed. It's still a joke that I find funny. It's Sally Kellerman says to him, he he tries to put the car in your drive. Um, but it will only go in reverse because they've tinkered with the car. He ba- goes to drive out and he backs in and he ends up inside our house. And what's going on right now is Virginia and Sally Kellerman yeah. are fighting. Yeah, like yeah, both the other cop, fight. yeah, the, the woman cop in, and Sally Kellerman. They're, they're and basically for
1: the rest of the movie they're having a slap, a slap fight.
0: fight. <laughs> but wait a minute. But then, but then right when the... When he crashes through the, the 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 wall into her house, Sally Kellerman, Kellerman turns turns and says, well, I would have come out to you?" And it's <laughs> just is, such and a great she actually delivers delivery. it really well. It's really, again, because
1: you can remember Sally Kellerman's been in better stuff it's than this. So funny, like, you know, she was in Mash. See, I mean,
0: because it's just such a great. I, I don't know, the timing in it is great. It's excellent timing. It's it's, really it's, it's, timing. A, it's actually a very funny yeah. moment.
1: And so anyway, he's chasing them backwards in the, in this car that only drives backwards. They're like, it, they end up losing. Like everyone ends up losing their cars. They go through a parade. They steal a parade float. Uh, a swan eats her baby, like in. <laughs>
0: no, that <does> not happen. <laughs> Drop
1: dead gorgeous references for the win. Um, uh, but oh. uh, like, like they like uh, they end the sub- up arresting a swan, a guy in a swan duck outfit. Um, <laughs> do,
0: do the subplot of this too, which is when. And meanwhile, we, Wink and Jeff, Wink
1: and Jeff uh, steal. Uh, they, they they pose as uh, the, the red. Ja- they get red jackets on, poses valets, and steal a Mercedes. Basically, pick up that looks just like uh, the one that was impounded. Pick up his father at the airport. Drive him really fast home. The father it's like who is this guy don't worry about it they drive him in the house they basically throw him out of the car and peel out again so that they can return the Mercedes they're getting chased by the cops they actually successfully drop the Mercedes off take their jackets off and just walk out
0: and then they end up meeting up with, they everybody, end up meeting else. Up with
1: everybody else while they're running from the cops um, and at this point Grieber runs from the cops and ends up back like he's running from the guy who's gonna, the, yeah, father. the father the and man. he's on the way and meanwhile at one point they have gone through a cop convention yeah and they're going and they wander in. They're pretending to be uh, Puerto Rican police. It's very stupid. Very strange. It's very dumb. Um, and uh, But then um, Halleck runs in and says, They're wanted! S-s-s- arrest them! And, and all the cops immediately jack their heads. It's, actually, there's a good scene where all the cops jack their heads at the exact same time when they first enter, not then. Yeah. Um, and then all the cops get up at once and to, 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 to start chasing them. And all I can go is, this guy's not in a cop outfit. Yeah. This dude, a guy in full bondage gear wearing a members-only jacket with a dog collar with a leash dragging behind him, <laughs> runs in and says, arrest that man. And every cop in just goes, of course. Yeah. And so there's this huge cloud of people. At one point, there's a motorcycle cop who, for some reason, drives just slow enough to keep pace with all of everyone running. So it looks like a cop marathon. Yeah. And everyone else is running in front. They... You know they, the 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 parade float uh, has been broken up with and arrested, and they all come running in. It's just like the end of Blues Brothers. They, come, they get to the police station. They all run to the office, just like the mayor's office in the, poli- in the police chief. academy, or the not the mayor yeah. in police, not a police academy. In Blues Brothers, yes. the city office yes. where they have to bring the the, you know, the rent or right. whatever. And they all go to the chief. The chief is there, and he like they're just like he like. They bring out the ledger just in time, just as everyone's running into arrest him. And then meanwhile, when uh, when Halleck ran by ran by the clerk who he robbed, who said, I know that guy. So that clerk runs in, fingers him, he gets arrested. The judge gets arrested. You know, there's like the judge makes a sexy threat, and he like like, like the judge basically comes on to the chief, the chief says no. Blah blah blah. She gives them all their licenses back, and he restores. He restores like he says they've they've all. He declares them they've all passed the sting. They they all get their cars back, et cetera. They all celebrate, and you get this wonderful little end where they all get in their cars and drive off, uh, you know. And for some reason, Jennifer Tilly is moving in with, like, declares that she's moving in with him, which is really weird because I think as a NASA scientist, she probably has a nicer place. Much
0: nicer she, place. She does.
1: They show her place. She has this a much nicer delightful. place than, than his shitty, like, nursery right. that he lives at, you know. I don't even so, know. So, and basically, like, I for some strange reason, I, I think Grieber's still kind of dating the underage girl, it's kind of implied. Well, she, she yells
0: out. She says, I'll call you later.
1: yeah. Um they everyone's basically going going off to their own their own homes and then of course you see the chief sitting in the back of his car driving off and you see him looking out the window and you see every few feet they've all been stopped again by the cops and you see them all arguing with the police and like the nah. chief just rolls like, rolls his eyes, rolls, like, his eyes. and then you get an animal house ripoff moment. Where it says Dana Cannon went to, went to traffic school six more times, they made him an instructor. Yeah. Now everyone passes, and that's the end of that, and movie. that's it. And then you, like it's, and that's the end of the movie. Um, it, it was a fairly short movie and a fairly short episode, I guess, by our standards, yeah. unless you have a, a lot of stuff to talk about about the eighties. I, uh, I really don't. I feel there
0: like really you really wanted bad.
1: to talk about Christopher Maloney because of the tangential connection to the Finley boys.
0: I mean. I mean, but, it is Christopher Maloney.
1: Yes, it is. And, yeah, it is. It, it is. And he once fucked a fridge.
0: Oh God, no. On a cloud, no. Um. So, cloud,
1: um. Man. So, Allie. Uh, yes. I guess I'll I'll go ahead and start with sure. this. Uh, was this movie worth revisiting?
0: It was. It was. I was actually of of the many movies that I've um have nostalgia for in the eighties. This was. This had. Surprisingly, the least amount of super duper offensive stuff in it.
1: You know, it still had a lot, but it was
0: well compared to some of the other ones that we've yeah, done, and yeah. it, they weren't so bad that I was like
1: grading on the eighties curve. This was, it, yes, uh, this, this was, was not surprisingly offensive.
0: less offensive than most. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, there are still moments in this movie that make me laugh, and I've seen this movie a, at least a dozen times, if not more. Yeah. So, I mean, and all of those jokes still make me laugh. So and again, I think that's not a credit to the movie. That <laughs> might be a detriment <laughs> to you. I think it's more of a credit to the actors who are in the in the movie. You know, should, eh, I
1: refused. I refused to give John Murray credit. Not for
0: him. I mean, He's not the one that made. Oh me yeah, laugh. no, no. no. About, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't think I ever I'm laughed talk. once at no. the lead of this movie. He had one. No, he had one line that made me laugh. Which was his one line is um, towards the end when they're all running and so Scott, you know, catches up with them and then um, Wink and Jeff are doing their thing. And, I'm surprised I didn't remember that, that his name was Jeff because it's just the, this line. They're all running. And now, you know, so we've had the one guy catch up and then every, you know, whatever they're going. And then all of a sudden, Wink and Jeff Like
1: catch join over up. Them, them, join up
0: with him. And he says, yeah, I was just thinking. <laughs> I was wondering what happened to Wink and Jepper. Yeah.
1: that
0: was yeah. just a funny moment. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's because the right. like
1: they went off on their own and yeah, it, like and it's they like just, they, they weren't part right of the plot. Right you know, it's just
0: great. I, 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 yeah. It was very. It was a. It was a. No, that that was, was a. a that moment. was a moderate yeah.
1: chuckle. That's probably the. I mean, I didn't really laugh at no, that line, but, but that, was that was like, the closest yeah. thing to funny that he did in the entire movie. Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: So, other than that, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was finishing. Okay, no. Oh, no. So um, you
1: didn't have to acknowledge me pointing at a sheet of paper. <laughs> Part of our secret arcane code. I wasn't
0: done though. So okay. So yeah, as far as um, as far as the movie goes, yeah, I mean, I definitely found it delightful in its, you know, problematic ways. It's not a great movie. It will never be a great movie. I think if I only saw it for the first time now, I would be uh, a little like er. But because it has this like, you know my it has a past to it for me. Right. And it, I I, I enjoyed it. It's, I got can, it's got a personal nostalgia. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, what about you? Was it worth was it worth revisiting?
1: You know what? Yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify this as I do often. It was worth revisiting for me, but like I wouldn't necessarily recommend this movie. Yeah, I understand. I, like I'm in the I like, 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 I mean maybe a week recommend because I did like it's got some moments of like it this is a kind of movie that belongs like on in the background while you're doing something else. Oh, yes. Like it's not a movie that's worth paying attention to. It doesn't have a sophisticated plot. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's just, it's disposable 80s comedy. And it's yes. like, it's like there's a lot of stuff in it that just does not hold up comedy wise. But it does have, again, I mean, it there's nothing, there's nothing in it that's groundbreaking comedy. But it, like, again, uh, Fred Willard and, and Winnie Jo Sperber have some, have a really good back and forth comedy bit there. There's some, there's some fairly good slapstick throughout it. Um, I mean, know. see it just to, to watch, and just it look- and just, just and just as just to see, because you know, like unless you can you unless you can YouTube yourself uh, some old Wendy's commercials, you're not going to see Clara Peller anymore in anything. Exactly. You know. Um, and by the way, just just so uh, w- like for like I I never did finish. Kind of really, I alluded to it. Is Clara Peller actually uh, basically like? Lived in Chicago uh, when she was younger and she moved to the North Shore uh, suburbs. And for 35 years she worked as a manicurist. And apparently like an ad agency brought her on set as a manicurist for something in the very early 80s. They liked her voice and her attitude. And so they hired her to be in local like Chicago area commercials. And then she got the Where's the Beef commercial. And like a year and a half later she died. Because oh, she was old. That's right. Because she was that very is, old. Yeah. Like she was in her eighties. Whenever they like, like, and you know, where's the beef? Like, was a national phenomenon. Yeah. Like, which is why the where's the bag? Like, joke Make, was in there. Right. Like, where's the beef? Was big. Like, if you weren't around for where's the beef, it's hard to imagine how big yeah. an ad it campaign was it was. It's like if for some reason in the last election people started quoting Flo the progressive lady. She made. Because because a- in the like literally where's the beef was used as part of Walter Mondale I think it was Walter Mondale did it to Reagan or maybe it was yeah. vice versa but it's like I look at his policies and I think where's the beef? Like it literally was big enough that it she was used She made
0: hundreds of thousands of dollars in the 80s She made so much money right. on and, that camera. And again this
1: is a woman who was just a mannequin She was not an actress and, and that's again that's why I don't begrudge her saying where's the bags and being in this movie briefly yeah. and doing broad takes to the camera
0: Yeah
1: Like real broad takes yeah. to the camera you know, like her
0: acting's not ideal. No, she's not a
1: great actress, no. but she is but she is a charming, sassy old lady. Yeah. And like okay. I and I we, like again, more power, more power to her, and I re, I legitimately, and I'm not joking, I hope her grandkids me too. got so much like residuals I, inherited. Can i can
0: I can I just can I just interrupt here for one second and just can we talk about these two old ladies and
1: Okay. Oh yeah, we can we, and and Nedra Volts. As I think is the name of the yes. other Loretta and she was I, I like I, I kind of I didn't really check to see like if I could recognize but she was in a lot oh, she was in a lot of stuff A lot a lot a lot of stuff
0: Yeah um, <coughs> So can I can I can I tell my little like moment Oh yeah tell, tell, tell me your moment So so when they you see the first scene is uh, she comes in she wears the bags whatever she come so these two little old ladies um, rem- I, I, out of nowhere out of my mouth I pop out and I say I say, oh my gosh, John, they're Ruthie and Sarah.
1: They are. Oh my god, they totally so, are. So,
0: so Sarah and Ruthie were two sisters, um, and they had a third sister, Evelyn. John never met her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were well. Sarah was my grandmother's best friend. So when I would go visit my grandma in Florida, we would always go visit Sarah, Ruthie, and Evelyn, the three sisters who lived together, who never got married. They were always together and they were, you know, they, they were just, they were actually like what I would consider part of the extended family. Um, so I grew up with these ladies, you know, essentially I would see them at least once a year. So my grandmother passed away when I was 10 and Ruth and, uh, and Evelyn passed away not long after that actually. So we're talking like now many years later, uh, uh Ruthie was the oldest, Sarah was the youngest, Evelyn was in the middle and... Um, Ruthie and Sarah ended up in an assisted living out in Florida. They couldn't kind of, they needed someone around them. They didn't have any family. Um, There was a brother, but he died and the sister, the middle sister died and nobody had kids. So Ruthie and Sarah had nobody. So my mom stepped in and we brought Ruthie and Sarah Back from Florida to Chicago and put them up in assisted living here so that they could be around our family. And we invited them, you know, to all of our stuff and whatever. Um, but the but poor Ruthie, with who's the oldest. I mean, we're talking these women, these ladies were in their 90s. And as a matter of fact, Ruthie turned 101 before she passed away. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they were they were definitely, you know, older ladies. Um, but Ruthie was losing her mind. She was definitely n- not remembering things. I would definitely think it was onset dementia of some kind. Um, and Sarah was super duper sassy. Sarah would get really frustrated with Ruthie and she would say things to her in, you know, in the same way of like, ah, how could you not? Whatever. So as these two women get together and they're at this airport, it reminded me of a yeah. moment. Oh, you, were,
1: yeah. yeah. My favorite sassy yes, the, the the, irritation yes, was, uh,
0: yes. So you oh, have we, a dog? We brought a we brought our dog into the car. Um, Sparky often Sparky, often guessed our brought You guys, on guys know Sparky into the car for them to, you know, because he was driving with us and uh He
1: the, didn't drive. He just, <laughs> rode, just driving rode. with us. And yeah, he, did he, he didn't rode. drive the car with us, no.
0: And uh, Ruthie, who has met Sparky probably three times before this, uh, we get in the car and Ruthie without her memory definitely going, says, says
1: Oh, you have a dog.
0: And Sarah says, oh,
1: Of course they have a dog. You've seen their dog. <laughs>
0: it's literally the best thing ever. And we would go down and Ruthie would be like, I love the buildings. The buildings, you, the only place you see buildings is New York. You don't see buildings like this anywhere else. And Sarah was like, you see buildings like that here. <laughs> it's
1: like <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure she thought she was in New York most oh, of the time. Oh, every time. She and all, she was all the buildings somewhere. were empty. She knew oh, the buildings yeah. were empty.
0: They were all empty. I was, it was like, "How do you know they were empty?" Yeah. Oh my god, they were the best. Yeah, <laughs> they were the best. I, I missed them. They were I very tiny, too. and uh, they I, were very
1: I, tiny. I guess if we're gonna, gonna gonna pad this with personal stories, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They were tiny. But, um, oh, God. Uh, I just learned a little bit about Nedra Vols Please, that I'm delighted us. by uh, while you were telling this yeah, li- no, your tell life us. story. Um, Nedra Vols, uh, you know, she, she's from Iowa, but she was in a showbiz family. She was, she was, uh, she, she began her career in a family tent show and she oh. used to appear in vaudeville as Baby Nedra. Oh, my gosh. And uh, but, but, like, later in her life, she did a crap ton of, like... Uh, but I was looking for the roles she played, the ones I remember her on now. She was uh, Adelaide, the housekeeper on Different Strokes.
0: <gasps> yes, of course she was. She
1: was uh, Ms. Emma Tisdale on the Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, my God. Uh, mostly towards the end of the series. She was also in Earth Girls Are Easy. She was in. She was in Lust in the Dust. Which remember, I was joking yes, about how uh, about I, I was like saying, uh, you know, you better behave, or I'm going to make you watch Lust in the yes, Dust. You <laughs> yeah, do. She, she's in Lust in the Dust. That's brilliant. She was, and, you know, and she was. She was also uh, in the '85 season of The Fall Guy. She played Pearl Sperling as a regular character. Okay. Yeah, it like yeah, it's uh, she she did a lot of stuff. She was in a ton of TV shows. Usually, again, she played like the feisty grandma. In hysterical. like a lot of sitcoms, Alice, Maud, One Day at a Time, uh, like she was just in, a, she was uh, an episode of the A Team. she was in Night Court. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know, like, but she lived. She lived to be ninety. She was she was she was, was ninety four when she passed away. She was in her seventies when she did this movie, actually. Wow. And she did her own stunts. It of is, course, she did. Confirmed, it's confirmed that she definitely did her own stunts, she's including awesome. being lifted in a window and falling head first onto the floor. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So uh, Nedra Vols uh, better better than this movie deserved. Oh my
0: God, she's. Was- well, no, no. better than this movie ever I would say that she, like she's worth it for that just like her her physical yeah she does some stuff. great
1: she does some great pratfalls and some pretty like for for us again for like a woman who is like 73 or yeah. 78 or whatever how old she is I want to be
0: that like I want you want to you be you want to be in your 70s no I, but I, I want to be able to be I mean like I'm that now somebody being like oh yeah she did her own stunts and I'm like yeah. 74 like come on that's awesome well you know
1: you, you still have time uh, you know you've got at least three or four years uh, you know to become famous as a sassy grandma
0: thank you honey thank Thank you so much. As I'm now getting the mom roles, which is just weird for me.
1: Yeah. Well, now Now that I am a mom. Now that you're you're in your 50s.
0: Yes. Okay. So uh, (laughs) why don't you tell these people how they can get in touch with us?
1: Well, uh, you know, you can lean out your window and yell if you're within three or four blocks of our house. Otherwise, we don't really go anywhere, um, but we're usually by some form of social media, or at least I am. I don't know about Allie. You can find our website, uh, matchmadeinspace.com. I'm sure we've renewed the domain, and it's still active. Uh, well, otherwise, you wouldn't be able to hear this. Um, you can you can email us at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. If you do, you'll be the very first person I ever did. Um. You should do it. Be the
0: first person. Do it. Do it.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, you can you can find us uh, on Twitter at mmis podcast. Uh, you can uh, find Ali on Twitter at ali underscore g o o g o o d m a n Ali Goodman. Ali underscore Goodman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under the uh, rubric of Hitler Puncher. That's with an at symbol at the beginning, as is the convention of the website. Yes. Um, I guess uh, that's about all I have to say yeah, right now. I I, do we have any announcements of any sort? Are we trying to do anything? No, no, we're no, not really. Not yet. Um, I mean,
0: our hope is to begin. Yeah, I mean, back. now that now
1: that we've got moving violations out of the way, we've gone over the moving violations hump. It's back. Next week is going to be Allie's uh, turn to uh, to send a movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no idea what she's planning to do uh, to torment me. I'm sure it will be a, another terribly unfun '80s comedy. I have to go take a starring look. a little girl with, <laughs> br- with brown hair.
0: I have to go take a romp through the uh, the library, I think, because mm. I have a list of things that I can do, but mm. um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much.
1: Yeah, this is it, I guess. Much just,
0: thanks for listening to my story.
1: Uh, yeah, I I, <laughs> I didn't listen to it. I hope it was good. I was too busy reading about intervals
0: Yeah, that's all good. All right, well, uh, that's it. You know, um, this is a match made in space. Signing off.
1: Adios. Thank <laughs> you.